Hello and welcome to This Shit Really Happened, the true crime podcast where we deep dive into the most disturbing, depraved, and downright gruesome true crimes in history. My name is Em. And I'm Autumn. And we are your hosts. (laughs) No longer just me. It's a we. (laughs) It is a we. And welcome to the fucking party. (laughs) Welcome to the fucking party. (laughs) So of all things, I feel like this gruesome true crime podcast like oh yeah it's a party and people be like what the fuck is wrong with you (laughs) Mm, it's not for everybody yeah no it's 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 not everybody's cup of tea but whatever i mean oh my god what was i i i think i was watching like a tiktok the other day and it was like literally how like white women come home and relax after and it was that audio that's like her arms were cut off her legs were cut (laughs) off I know it's like oh let me unwind like I'm gonna put on some horrific like true crime survived shit yeah oh yeah well, did you ever watch the rest of that episode because I wanted to know what happened to that bitch that got in the car oh no I don't I literally just like let it play out I wasn't paying attention to it at all it's really funny because it's so funny that we ended up watching I survived the reason it was coming up on my um recommended is because the person we're going to talk about she has an I survived episode and so I I watched the episode she was on to get some you know so info for the case so So. disclaimer she survives (laughs) (laughs) all right oh yeah spoiler alert (laughs) this is this I it's a survival story I haven't done any of those yet on this so I was going to say it'll be, like, a palate mm. cleanser. No, the first one that we did, there was a survivor. Yeah, but I mean, like, the, um, like, in general. Because mm-hmm. that was, you know, a case more focused on, like, the perpetrators themselves. And because, like, this is much more, like, the survivor focus. Like, mm-hmm. she's going to be the one person we're talking about. Oh, hello, Ralph. He's back. Come here, buddy. Are, why are we yelling? That's just what he does. Say hi. Okay. Hello. Okay, I'll let you down. Jeez. He's the weirdest cat ever because he comes over and he screams like he wants to be picked up. And then you pick him up and he screams like he wants to be put down. He's like, bitch, don't try me. He doesn't know ever what he wants to do. Um, I really do want to know what happened in that episode, so we might have to find it before I leave. Okay. Um, I don't know how successful we're going to be with that. Do you remember? Well, no, I could probably go back in the, the watch history on the it was her on youtube something irrelevant we'll figure it out we'll figure it out whatever it is we'll find that one was murdery and then the other one was like the regular regular like "Mm, i fell off a tree (laughs) (laughs) like who gives a fuck about you falling out of a tree we're here for the murder (laughs) (laughs) we're here for the gruesome i don't care that you caused your pain i don't (laughs) i don't care you fell off a roof Oh, yeah, like, the one guy who, like, forgot to... He's like, I put, like, a harness system together on my roof solely so I wouldn't fall off it. And And then guess what his ass does? He fell off it. Stupid. Left his phone inside upstairs. Right? And then, yeah, he had, like... He's like, my pelvis is broken. I can't can't walk back up to the house. Like, that was your own damn fault. Mm. You... You played yourself. You did. Congrats, you played yeah. yourself. Not gonna lie, I didn't care about that story. I wanted to get the murder one. <laughs> it's like, I know you survived, so I don't really give a shit. I want to know what the fuck is happening with this one chick who got in this car. Like, like the one who got blinded. That was interesting. Oh, yeah, yeah, because she got, like, shot in the head. Yeah. That's got insane. shot in the neck and the head, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah, it, like, went, like, through. 
and like lodged in her. Oh no, that was the other one. That was, was that like she was getting God, dragged by her extensions. Getting, oh yeah, she was, she was like, wow, my extensions are really holding up. Honestly, great. like priorities. <laughs> Okay, but, like, I if I... Because, like, sewing incentives are fucking expensive. But she said, as I was getting dragged... After he shot her in the back <laughs> of the head, she was getting dragged by her freaking weave. And she said, all, it's crazy what you think about in your life or death moments. Because all I could think about was, wow, my extensions are really holding up really well. That's so true. Like, shock is a mm-hmm. crazy phenomenon and like when he shot her the first time she's like oh my god there's blood all over my house and it's all over my carpet i'm gonna have to clean it but you just got shot run <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck priorities priorities i think this is kind of a good segue into kind of introducing this story because um I'm not going to spoil anything about what happens to her until we get into it but mm-hmm. some wild shit happens to this woman and she makes some smart ass decisions. Like she survives because she was fucking smart, and we love a good smart bitch. She's a bad bitch through and through. We like, love that. Wait, she, is she still alive to this day? She is. Yeah, I'll talk about. I'll talk about a little bit of what she's she's gotten into today because this happens in um, 1978. Okay. Um. Yeah, she's still alive today. She's doing. She's doing a lot of great things with her life. So, yeah, she. She's awesome. Like we she love a good survivor story. Yeah, and like she, it's such an interesting story because like what happens to her is fucking insane. And then she like she's fifteen when this happens. Aww. And thinking of like myself when I was like fifteen years old, I was dumb as fuck. I don't think I would have had like the wherewithal to make the like have the thought process that she did Mm. and make the decisions that she did to like help her survive through this because it's it's fucking crazy i mean maybe i might have because my mom was always like super paranoid and like was always talking about us getting fucking abducted all the time she's like this is why you have to stay in that house this is why you have to stay next to me (laughs) yeah i mean my mom was never that paranoid it was it was obviously like the Typical stranger danger shit. Like, don't get in wild car. Because what happened to her? I feel like she should. Oh my god! Yeah, that is just like one story I should tell on like a random tangent one day. Like, it's she. So you'd think she would be paranoid, right? Yeah, considering that she almost was fucking strangled, raped, and murdered. Mm -hmm. Like, and just. Just in case you guys are wondering. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, long as it, well, I guess now Does I she talk, listen to this podcast. She, she, no, she fucking doesn't. <laughs> she keeps telling me she's going to listen to these episodes. And she goes, oh, I, I tried to listen to. She's been trying to listen to the episode I did um, on Luca Magnata, which is like episode seven. She's like, I keep trying to listen to it, but I just I fall asleep. I'm like, oh, bitch, are you saying my podcast is boring? She's like, no, I'm just laying on the couch and I just end up falling asleep. I'm maybe like, then fucking listen just, to it when you're doing something. Maybe we should just do one on her. Yeah, <laughs> right. Die die stories. Die die stories. We'll have her on. It will be like die die. Just tell, tell your some story. fucking stories of some shit that you got into. No, oh my god, that's a funny idea. Like uh, maybe she'll maybe I'm to not gonna one. maybe I'm not gonna tell that story. Yeah, then. we should I'll have let, her. Tell I'll it. let her do it. Introducing die die. Introducing die die. The woman, the myth, the legend. Die die. Yeah, no, she was like, that story's a wild one. I'll definitely have to see if she will just, like, <laughs> even if it's just, like, like a little segment, like, that we have her, co- like, tell that and then go into, like, the case for the day, because I mm-hmm. think it just, it'd be, 
a fun story for her to read. A fun, <laughs> it's fun a, story. <laughs> kind of dramatic, but it'd be fun. It's fun because she can laugh about it now. Yeah. The trauma has gone and passed. It's subsided. <laughs> it's subsided. It's been, about, it's been about 30 years. She's good. It's been, it's been longer than that. I think this happened to her when she was like 18 or 19. Okay, so it's been about 40. Yeah, yeah. 40 so some. She's, she's had some time to uh, reflect on that trauma. Maybe we age. Would she be upset? <laughs> I don't think so. I mean. What the fuck is that? I don't know. It's a freckle? What are you doing? When did that get there? Girl, I don't know. We got a fucking case to talk about. All right. <laughs> so, um, the case we're going to talk about today is the uh, amazing, incredible, bad bitch survival story of Mary Vincent. Um, yeah. So, Mary was born. I don't know. Is this in the U.S.? Yes. Yes. Um, I don't know why I couldn't find, like, when, like, what her actual birth date was, but I got her birth year. Um, she was born in 1963. She was the middle of three children, and she grew up in Las Vegas. Um, she had, like, a, she describes kind of, like, a troubled home life, but it wasn't troubled in the sense that she had, like, issues with her parents. She just had, like, very severe middle child syndrome. Mm. Like, you know how it is. The, the oldest. middle child is always the worst. Yeah. So <laughs> she, like, her parents, like, were very loving. Like, they really cared about her. She had good relationships with her siblings. She just, you know, at certain points, like, other shit was going on in their lives, and as the middle child, you know, the oldest gets to do whatever the fuck they want, the youngest gets babied, and then the middle child just kind of gets forgotten about. Right, yeah. So, um, Mary had a habit specifically of oftentimes running away from home. So, they lived in Las Vegas, um, and Mary's uncle and her grandfather actually lived in California, so what she would do a lot is she would leave home and she would hitchhike her way from Las Vegas up to California to stay with her uncle or stay with her grandfather. Um, so this time leading up to this case, the reason she decides to leave home this time um, is because her parents were going through a pretty tumultuous divorce. You said she hitchhikes? Yeah, she, this is like the 70s when this happens. Hitchhiking was a huge, huge thing yeah. in the 70s. Like, people were doing, it was not anything at all. They'd be like, oh, I'm going to hitchhike a couple states away. People did that shit all the time, which is, like, why you see so Jeffrey many. Dahmer was picking up a couple hitchhikers. Oh, uh, did Dahmer pick up hitchhikers? He did. A couple of them. Me? I know Bundy picked up hitchhikers <laughs> a few times. Dahmer did, um, too. I'm not surprised. Yeah, those are in the 70s. So, yeah, like, hitchhiking was huge in, in the 70s. People were doing it all the time. <laughs> Um, so yeah, she decides to leave home because she just wants to get away from all the conflict that's going on between her parents. She's like, I can't deal with this shit. I'm going to leave. So she had been at her, I believe her uncle's house and she was making her way from California this time back home to, um, Vegas. And what she was going to do is she was going to go from her uncle's house. He lived in Berkeley, California, and she was going to make her way to her grandfather's house in Corona, California, basically stay the night there and then, you know, figure out her way mm-hmm. home from there. Um, and Corona, California is just outside of Los Angeles. So she knows she needs to be getting into the Los Angeles area. She kind of knows how to orient herself. She's been there before. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to go to September 29th, 1978. Uh, Mary is 15 years old. And like I said, she's hitchhiking from her uncle's house in Berkeley down to her grandfather's house in Corona, California. Um, early on the morning of this day, Mary was waiting on the side of the road. You know, she had a little sign just saying what direction she was looking to go with. 
Um, there were two other hitchhikers that were standing there next to her, two men who also, you know, had signs and they were all looking actually to go in the same direction. So she mm-hmm. stood with them waiting to see if somebody was going to be able to pick them up. Um, this is when the then 15 year old Lawrence Singleton, he pulls up to these hitchhikers. Um, he rolls down his window and he offers Mary a ride. You can drive a 15? Fifty. Oh, 50. I thought you said 15. Oh, no. Lauren Singleton is 50, 5 zero. Okay. Mary is 15. That's how I was like, mm, you can drive <laughs> Now, I think even in the 70s, the age to get your permit was still 16, maybe 15 in some states. I think in some states, you can at 15. Yeah, you, you can drive with a permit at 15. at 15. Yeah, especially in, like, I think a lot of southern states do yeah. that. I think a does it too? Does it? Unless I they just changed it. Don't. I've never stepped foot in Ohio, and I don't want to ever step foot in Ohio. So I have family there. So. <laughs> fuck that place. <laughs> literally, now it's fuck that place. It literally, fuck that place. Fuck you, Ohio. Um. Yeah. So fifty five zero mm-hmm. fifty year old Lawrence Singleton. He pulls up on and he offers just Mary a ride. So Mary describes Lawrence Singleton as looking like a friendly grandfather type. Sus number one. All right. Everybody's going in the same direction. He only offers the young girl a drive. Yeah, I know, right? Red flag number one right there. Um, But she said she felt comfortable because he looked like... A grandpa. A grandpa, right. Mm -hmm. There was nothing that stood out to her about him that she would perceive as being threatening or being suspicious. Mm -hmm. Um, So... He was actually driving a van. Um, and the two men that Mary had been standing with, they caught on to it. They were like, hey, like, this is kind of weird. He's got it. Like, we can see through the windows. He's got a completely empty van. And he's saying he only has room for one person. That's that's a little suspicious. A little suspicious. We don't think you should go with him. Mm-hmm. Um, but she, you know, in her I Survived episode, she talks about how she was just like, she was so tired. She'd been hitchhiking for a while at this point, and she just wanted to get where she was going. And, you know, if you've ever been at, like, that point of exhaustion where, like, I don't care. I just want to get home. Like, I'm so mm-hmm. tired of doing this. Mm-hmm. So, you know, she wasn't necessarily seeing the same red flag. Or even, even if she was, she was like, you know. Well, maybe not. Exactly. Like, maybe not. Like, I'm going to take a chance. I just want to get home. I'm so tired of to having mm-hmm. to hitchhike yeah. at this point. So... You know, she kind of, like, brushes off what these two men are saying to her. Um, She gets into Lawrence Singleton's car, um, and he kind of, like, starts telling her about himself, like, as a way, you know, to be like, oh, like, you can can be comfortable with me. me." Yeah, he tells her that he was, like, um, a former Marine, like, he was recently divorced, and that he had a daughter who was also Mary's age. He's like, yeah, she's, she's 15, like, you know... I have a daughter, blah, blah, blah. So all this stuff is, you know, making her feel more comfortable. Because mm-hmm. she's thinking, like, oh, he's got a daughter my age. Like, like he probably... Do? Exactly. Like, he he probably, like, stopped to offer me a ride because he, like, sees, like, his daughter in me and wants to make sure, you know, right. whatever, I get where I'm going safely because I remind him of his daughter we're the same age. Right. Um, he did tell Mary that he wasn't actually planning to go down to Los Angeles, um, but he'd be more than happy to take a detour to take Mary where she needed to go. Um, so she hops in the car with him. She buckles herself in. She's sitting in the front seat and off they go. They're, they're driving. 
I found their merry fucking way. Yeah, right. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> their merry fucking way. Yeah, so at this point, she doesn't see any red flags. He just seems like, you know, kind, grandfather-type guy. You know, they're chatting a little bit as he's driving. Um, she says the beginning of the ride was, like, relatively uneventful. Um, the only thing she mentioned is that at one point, he lights a cigarette And when he, like, lights it or, like, the smoke or whatever, it makes her sneeze. Um, And then she said after she sneezed, he reached out and he, like, touched her neck. Like, her, like, uh, what the fuck are these in your, the, your, uh. Your Your arteries? No, like, the, the. Your thyroids? No, your lymph nodes or whatever they are. So, he reaches out and he, like, touches her neck to, like, feel her lymph nodes and he, he asks her if she was sick. So, like, like I don't... I'd be like, uh, uh, can you... Can we stop? Look I'm up, like, please. yeah, I have a highly infectious disease. I'd be like, actually, you're right. I have the vid. Get me out. <laughs> COVID in 1970. Yeah. The first time COVID makes an impact. I have monkeypox. I out. have monkeypox before monkeypox was even a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she should have been like, I am a highly infectious. You know what? You should let me out of the car right now. What was, like, highly infectious back then? I'm... AIDS. AIDS. HIV. Mm-hmm. That's what she sort of said. So she she could have been like, yeah, no, yeah, I have I have, uh, I have AIDS. <laughs> I got the AIDS. Let me know. But, I mean, she she really wasn't thinking of that. Um, She said she felt a little bit uncomfortable, like, after that had happened. But, like, after he took his hand away, like, nothing else happened. He just, like, touched her neck, asked her if she was sick, and then, you know, pulled his hand away and kept driving. Mm-hmm. Um, She felt comfortable enough that at a certain point she falls asleep mistake number yeah i know right sorry mary mistake number one was getting in that van (laughs) mistake number two was falling asleep like you no (laughs) but she just touched your fucking neck and he has no idea who you are right like i wouldn't even fall asleep in like a fucking uber no no, like no no, no no way no way, mm-hmm. no how. Nope. And but I mean, like in her defense, like she is already like talked about. She was exhausted mm-hmm. at this point. She thinks she's with somebody who's safe. You know, there was that yeah, weird little thing about fifteen. You're also kind of naive, so right? Yeah, like we you have to keep in mind that she's fifteen years old and mm-hmm. she's been traveling for who knows how long. And she's like, I just want to get the fuck home. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's early on in the morning. Who knows? Like she's probably hitchhiking late into the night. Whatever got up early to start hitchhiking again you know just wanting to get to where she's going so yeah she she ends up falling asleep um when she did eventually wake up she noticed that Lawrence Singleton was not taking her in the direction that he was supposed to be taking her shocker so (laughs) shocker surprise who was expecting that everybody (laughs) so even the guys that you were hitchhiking with right oh my gosh yeah seriously i wonder like because this story was huge news when it happened like i wonder if those guys saw the news story and were like holy Holy shit shit. like i know her all right i know i was hitchhiking with her we told her not to go um so yeah she she figures out they're heading in the wrong directions because she's reading the the like throughway signs and she's like we're not going in the right direction. They weren't heading towards Los Angeles. They were heading um, east towards Modesto, California. Hmm. So she immediately is like, fuck no. Um, she grabs like a, like a, like it was like a yardstick or something mm-hmm. on the floor. Cause he's got like, he's got some tools in his van. So there's like yardsticks that have like the little T's mm-hmm. on them. Some that, tools to help with his 
fucking yeah right yeah. um so she she grabs that off the floor and she like kind of points it at him and she's like where the fuck are you taking me you need to turn around you need like either like let me the fuck out of this car or you need to take me where you said you were gonna take me mm-hmm. um and she said he was immediately apologetic uh he said the uh he said quote i'm an honest man it was an honest mistake so he's like, oh, I didn't realize I was going in the wrong direction. I wasn't thinking about it. Um, so he apologizes and he's like, you know, I'll get right back on the right route. Like, right route. I'll take you to L.A. Like, I'm sorry. I'm an honest man. I didn't mean Mistake to number three, direction. bitch. <laughs> you stayed in the fucking car. You should have beat the fuck out of him and with that car stick and got out the damn car. Or taken his car. <laughs> right steal this motherfucker's car and run him down while you're at it i know you can't drive yet but at least you got away yeah right, right? she could just beat the fuck out of him with that yardstick knock his ass unconscious and skedaddle her way out of there mm-hmm. um but uh so yeah he's like we'll get back on the route on um, he says he just needs to pull over really quickly because he's got to use the bathroom run so <laughs> he pulls over on the side of the road like it's kind of like one of those um because they're in the desert right now so it's one of those like long stretches of highway that there's just like nothing Nothing. around it so you can't run and it's pretty much like a deserted road it's not a heavily trafficked road Mm -hmm. at this point like one of those one where people get killed on exactly (laughs) like if you've ever seen like the fuck like the hills have eyes or like Mm -hmm. anything like that um it's just one of those roads smack in the middle of the desert where maybe like one or two cars goes down like Every couple hours. It's mm. not a heavily trafficked road that he pulls over on. So he pulls over. He gets out of the van um, to go relieve himself. I'm making air quotes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so Mary does stay in the car. And she's like thinking to herself at this point, you know, like I might have to make a run for it. Like mm-hmm. depending on what happens next. And she said that she like looked down at her feet and she noticed that her, she was wearing tennis shoes, and she noticed that one of her shoes was untied. So she opens the door, she gets out of the van, because she's like, I gotta tie my shoe, mm-hmm. because if I have any chance of running away from this guy, I need to make sure that my I'm not gonna tight. fucking trip over my shoelaces. Mm-hmm. So she's already thinking in her head, like, this is not a good situation, mm-hmm. I might have to get the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. Um, so she gets out of the van, she is... Um, Leaning over to tie her shoe. And bam, he hits her. Yeah, that's exactly mm-hmm. what happened. So she typical. leans down and she said the next thing she knows, she's being struck in the back of the head. He hits her in the head with a fucking hammer. <gasps> so he hits her and immediately she says she she blacks out. Mm-hmm. Um, and when she comes to, she has been stripped completely naked. Um, and she's got her hands, like, bound, wrist together in front of her. Mm-mm. Um, so, mm-hmm. right after Mary regains consciousness, Larry Singleton immediately starts to sexually assault her. Oh, my God, I forgot to do trigger warnings in this episode. Oh, my God. Uh, trigger warning. If you haven't caught on, sorry. Skirt, sidebar. Um, <laughs> trigger warning for rape, sexual assault, um, graphic violence, dismemberment, um, Etc. Doesn't matter. Um, so, yeah, she wakes up and immediately he begins to sexually assault her. Um, he forced her to perform oral sex on him and then he proceeds to 
rape and sodomize her on the side of the road. After that happens, he basically, like, hauls her up off the ground, and he shoves her back inside the van. Oh, my God. Um, after shoving her back inside the van, he gets in the driver's seat, and he drives them away from the side of the road, and he takes them to another secluded area, you know, where he can mm-hmm. be a little bit more confident that no one's going to come down this road and, and catch mm-hmm. him doing what he's doing. So, like... Yeah, he's this guy. He's just like, he's a fucking trash pile. (laughs) (laughs) Not the trash pile. Like, I I say this every time, but like, I just don't understand how anybody can just have the thought process of I'm going to pick somebody up off the side of the road and I'm going to brutally attack them. Like, you woke up that day. And you're like, like, you know what I want to do today? I want to be a murdery asshole. Right. I want to be a trash fucking human being, (laughs) and I'm going to pick up a 15-year-old girl in my van, and I'm going to beat her over the head with a hammer, I'm going to rape her in my van. Like, what the fuck? Because I'm old, and nobody wants me because I'm a fucking asshole. Yeah, and like, this, he's got a fucking 15-year-old daughter. Is that, was, did you find out if that's true? That's true. It is true. I'll get into that a little bit later. Like, it's... The disconnect that happens. Somebody was doing that to your kid. Yeah, but like that's where the disconnect is. Like they can do these things to people that are like the same age as their own children. They can like remember we talked about the Chicago Ripper crew. Mm -hmm. Robin Gecht had like three kids. Yeah, and a wife. (laughs) Literally, and a wife. (laughs) I mean, he was abusing the wife, so like he was still a piece of shit to her. But like he never touched his children. And it's insane, like, the disconnect. But, yeah, yeah, uh, Larry Singleton, he did actually have a 15-year-old daughter. He wasn't lying about that. Um, Yeah, as I was saying, he throws her back in the van, drives them off to another secluded er area where he continues to just over and over again rape Mary time after time after time. Um, Throughout the entirety of the attack, she continually asked him, like, why are you doing this? Um, You know, like, please just let me go. Like, I won't Mm -hmm. say anything. Like, I just want you to let me go. And he's not answering her at all. He's just continuing to keep her bound and rape her repeatedly Uh. over the next few hours. Um, He also Mm -hmm. had, like, in a bottle, like, grain alcohol. And I don't know if you, like, know what grain alcohol is, but it's, like, pure, it's basically rubbing alcohol. It's, like, pure fucking alcohol. Like, that shit would, like, burn your esophagus (laughs) if you drank too much of it. So he has this grain alcohol, and as he's raping her, he's also forcing her to drink this. So throughout the entirety of the attack, like, she's in and out of consciousness. She's passing out. She's waking back up. She's being force-fed more alcohol, and then he continues to assault her as she's going in and out of consciousness. Um, He continues to assault her throughout the night and into the next morning. This poor girl. Yeah. It's horrible, like, what she went through. And, like, I just keep telling myself, like, she survives this. She survives (laughs) this. It's like, you hear what happens to her, and, like, I can't even imagine having to live with the trauma of this. Oh, God. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's incredible to me. Like, we haven't even gotten to the the craziest part of this story where it's like, holy fuck, how did she survive this? Because, like, mm-hmm. at this point, yeah, it's absolutely horrific what he's done to her, but he hasn't, like, injured her in mm-hmm. any way. He's just, you know, I'm sure there's some residual injuries from being bound and repeatedly raped, but it's mm-hmm. nothing that she, 
you know, if he just, like, dumps, like, leaves her, kicks her out of the car, that she's mm. not going to live. Right. She's going to mm. live. She's going to survive these these residual injuries from the sexual assault. Um, so it's early the next morning. Um, she's still continually, when she's conscious, just pleading with Lauren Singleton to let her go. Um, as the sun rises, so this is super, super early in the morning, um, sun is still rising, he grabs Mary again, and he drags her out of the van, and just basically just, like, yanks her to the side of the road again. Um, she's still continually just like, please let me go, like, I swear, like, I won't tell, like, I just, please let me go. Mm -hmm. Um, and he says to her, the quote is, you want to be free? I'll set you free. And then he goes into his van and he pulls a hatchet from his toolbox and he comes back to where Mary is still bound. Um, she describes what happens next is, quote, he took my left arm and took one swing and I started to fall. And then he took another swing and I grabbed his arm. I grabbed it real tight and I couldn't figure out I was holding him real tight on his arm, but I'm still falling. And she looks down at her left arm, and she realized that her arm is gone. Um, she said when she saw the arm missing, that's when, like, all of the pain hit her. Mm. She didn't realize what was happening at first. Like, she says, like, I was falling. I didn't understand. Like, I'm holding on to him so tight. Mm. How am I still, like, mm. falling over? It's because he hacked her fucking arm off. Oh, my God. And uh -huh. he, he took it. Like, below the elbow. Mm. So, you know, like, when a lot of, like, serial killers or whoever, like, anybody dismembering a body, you know, they're going to take it at the joint. Because mm -hmm. that's the easiest place to yeah. take a limb off. Because there's some space in it. Right, exactly. Mm. Like, it's, a, it's, joints are mainly, so like, just connective tissue. Fuck. Yeah, yeah. So he, he takes her left arm off below the elbow she says she sees it's gone. All of the pain is rushing into her, and she describes it as excruciating, which is understandable. Mm -hmm. She just got her arm hacked off. Mm -hmm. um, but he doesn't stop there. He then begins to hack at her right arm. Um, the entire time this is happening, Mary is kicking and screaming. She is fighting with everything that she has in her to get him off her to get mm. him away from her mm. um and because she's fighting like he he severed the left arm in, like two mm. hacks it takes him like multiple swings mm. at her right arm to get the right arm off because she's she's kicking she's fighting the entire time mm. so he's not you know gonna have as as clean of a swing as he did mm. on the left arm when she didn't realize what the fuck he was going to do mm. you know she probably saw that hatchet come out and was like oh he's gonna like cut my like my restraints or something. Mm. Now he's going to cut my fucking arm off. <laughs> um, so she's, she's still got a, like a grip on him with her right arm mm. as she's kicking and as she's fighting. So when the right arm is severed, she, you know, she loses her balance. She falls down. Mm. Um, she said she kind of like rolled over, like right at herself and mm. she looked at him and he was like shaking and like flicking his own arm mm. and her, her right hand, was still clutched around his wrist and he's trying to he's trying to shake it off. <laughs> like she had him so tight mm. in her grip that when the arm came off, 
it it was still holding on to his wrist. And he's like, hey, yay, yay. Oh, you know, that's like, creepy. Literally, right? Like, it's like he's trying to fucking flick a spider or something off him. So that's creepy, but chopping off somebody's arms aren't. Is yeah, it? right? Like, oh, the arm you just fucking dismembered is still wrapped around your wrist. Now you're getting the heebie-jeebies? My what bitch. the fuck, dude? <laughs> literally, what the fuck? <sighs> yeah. So, um... He, he's fucking trying to flick the arm off. Eventually, the arm comes off, um, and she's she's bleeding out. She's been raped. She's been beaten. Um, so I don't think he he didn't think she was dead, but he did not think after what he'd done to her that she was going to live. Mm-hmm. Um, so he 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 picks her up. He walks over to this thirty foot embankment Mm. that's on the side of this road and he throws mary down this embankment oh god um she ends up landing in a a culvert which is like a concrete culvert it's kind of like a like a drainage pipe Mm. almost so like the runoff goes into the culvert and drains into Mm. wherever it is that it drains into so she rolls down this embankment and she lands in this concrete culvert um and he calls out to her he says, okay, now you're free. And then he gets back into his van and he just fucking drives away. It's like, now you're free. Uh, okay, bitch. <laughs> Literally, like, it's just, she's begging the entire time to be let free. It's like, th- I gotta chop off your arms yeah, first. Yeah, right. Time. He's like, oh yeah, like, you'll go free. And then he just fucking chop, chop. Now you're good. Tosses her down in a bank. And he's like, okay, bye. Like, you can go now. You're free. Like, he, mm-hmm. that's, ins- he was clearly just fucking with her. Mm-hmm. Like, he had no intentions of letting her go. Mm-hmm. Like, he clearly, he just cut her fucking arms off. Mm-hmm. What person, like, you're, you're not going to think that somebody's coming back from that. Mm-hmm. And he just tossed her down a 30-foot embankment. Mm-hmm. Like, she's lost so much blood already, probably. She's mm-hmm. 15. And she's, like, small. She's petite. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he just he gets into the van and he just fucking drives away. Great. Like, he, no care in the world. He just did this horrific, horrific act to this child. Mm-hmm. She's 15. She's baby. And he's like, okay, okay, bye. Like, you're free. I let you go. See, right. I told you I was going to let you go. You wanted mm-hmm. to be free? Now you're free. Hey, right, bye. See you, I And guess. he just <laughs> fucking drives off and continues on with his life. So... She's still conscious because she hears him say this to her mm. and she she's actively fighting off the urge to fall asleep. Like mm. she said all she wanted to do was fall asleep, but she said she like heard a voice like whether it was like her subconscious or whatever mm. telling her that if she fell asleep, she would die. She would die and what she was saying to herself like over and over and over again was I can't let him do this to somebody else. Mm-hmm. So she's, with everything she has, she writes herself, she sits up, and what she does, and like, this is what I'm talking about, like, her way of thinking mm-hmm. is, like, I don't know, like, my, I myself, if I was in this situation, obviously you never know what your thought process mm-hmm. is going to be, so, you know, God forbid you're in a situation <laughs> yeah. like this. Mm-hmm. Um, but her first thought is she's got to stop the bleeding somehow. Mm-hmm. So what can she do to stop the bleeding? She takes both her arms and she, like, shoves them into the ground and she forces mud up into mm. the 
like wound on her mm-hmm. arm. So she's basically just trying to pack her arms with mud to try to stop the bleeding. Mm-hmm. Um, and it helps a little bit. And she also, she said that, like, I forget where she said she heard this, but, you know, like, if you're if you're bleeding, you're supposed to keep your arms mm-hmm. elevated above your heart. So she packs them with mud and she holds them up. Mm-hmm. And she said that she was holding them up because she was just trying to keep, like, the blood and all the muscle inside. Mm-hmm. So she's basically walking just with, like, her arms, like, out mm-hmm. up in front of her kind of like she's holding like a like a serving tray mm-hmm. and so yeah she holds them like that and you know she's packed her arms with mud at this point she knows she's got to keep them elevated above her heart but she still has this 30 foot embankment to deal with so after she takes care of packing her arms with dirt that's when she starts the journey up this 30 foot cliff mm-hmm. so remember when this happens it was early morning like the sun was just starting to rise it takes her all day to get up that 30-foot embankment. Mm. By the time she makes it, it's dark. Mm-hmm. Um, so she could she could hear the sounds of traffic uh. somewhere. And she, like, she's like, I couldn't see anything. It was pitch black, but I could hear the sounds of cars driving by. Mm. So what she does, she keeps her arms up, and she just starts to walk towards the sound of the freeway that she can hear. Mm. Um she walks and she walks and she walks until it starts to become daylight again. Mm-hmm. So she's, you know, another night just spent trying to get herself to this freeway so mm-hmm. she can get help from somebody. Um, again, she's walking with her hands elevated and there's a trail of blood following her. Well, yeah. Every step of the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she's covered in it. Mm-hmm. Like she describes it. Like she said, she looked like something out of like a fright night movie. Mm-hmm. So, um, she finally makes it to the freeway. She said there was one car that kind of, like, slowed down. Like, they were going to be like, hey, like, are you okay? And the second they saw what she looked like, they said, peace, and they sped the fuck off. Um, and she, like, she fully does not blame them. Because she's like, if I saw me, I would probably also say, fuck no, and drive <laughs> away. So she doesn't blame these people at all. Like, it's... Not something you're expecting to see real early in the morning when you're just driving down the freeway, right. you know. Or not only at work. Right. It's like, how many things... Because also, she's completely naked, too, at this oh, point. Yeah. Like, he didn't leave anything mm-hmm. with her because he, like, had, I think, her, like, clothes in his van or something. So mm-hmm. she's like, completely naked. Arms are gone. Be missing both of her arms and see completely covered in dirt and grime and blood. So she's like, I don't blame them for not stopping. Like, I probably, I don't know if I would stop either. Like, this at is the me. minimum, they should, like, at least yell out the window. Like, I think they, okay? I think they, like, did be like, yo, are you, like, are you okay or something? Or they, like, slowed down to, like, check or something and they, mm-hmm. they saw it. And, like, keep in mind that this is, like, the 70s, too. Mm-hmm. So it's not even, like, they had the option to be, like, call 911 off mm-hmm. their cell phone and be like, hey, like, there's this young girl bleeding, missing arms, walking on the side right. of the road. Like, you have like to take her. Exactly, you have to put her in your car, and you have to take her somewhere. So, you know, and and it's like, it's almost kind of like, have you ever heard of, like, the bystander effect? Mm-hmm. Like, people don't do it because they just assume somebody else will. Yeah. So I wonder if these people are like, oh, shit, like, if we don't stop, like, somebody else has definitely yeah. got to stop. So, yeah, this first car slows down, sees her, goes, oh, fuck, and drives away. Um, the second car that passes by her um it was a couple who was actually on their honeymoon Aww. 
and they were on this freeway because they had gotten lost. So they were there purely by chance. Mm -hmm. Um, And they end up doing the same thing. They slow down. They see the state she's in. And thankfully, they stop and they pick Mary up. Mm -hmm. So they get her into the car. They had a blanket. They, like, wrap her up in a blanket. They put her in the back seat. And they just book it till they can get to the nearest payphone. Mm -hmm. They don't have cell phones. They got to find a payphone. Um, So they get to the payphone. They call paramedics. Um, Mary was actually taken by helicopter to the nearest hospital because I'm sure these people are like, her fucking arms are gone. She's covered in blood. She's covered in blood. You gotta get here right now. So, yeah, helicopter comes, picks her up, and they take her to the hospital to be treated. Um, I think she lost, like, over 50% of all the blood in her body. Poor girl. Which, like, that was, like, to the level where, like, she should have been dead. But, um, like, the doctors are saying that it was her holding her arms up. Mm-hmm. Because what the body does when you are losing that much blood, it, like, redirects away from your extremities to mm-hmm. feed, like, your heart, your brain, your lungs, all your vital organs. Mm-hmm. So keeping her arms up like that, like, helped redirect, right, redirect the blood to where, to she, where needed she needed it. it. So, yeah, she lost so much blood, which, I mean, understandable. Um yeah, she was taken, she was immediately rushed into emergency surgery, blood transfusions, the works, everything, like, debriding the wounds. loads of antibiotics. Oh, God, yeah, like, they probably had to, like, debride everything, get all, like, the mud out. And, I mean, she was smart because the mm-hmm. mud had a significant impact on, mm-hmm. on like, affecting her blood loss. Yeah. Like, if she hadn't done that, it would have been <laughs> all over the place. Yeah, right? She definitely would not have made it as far. Like, she had a, like... I keep forgetting, like, she had to climb up a fucking 30-foot embankment before she even had the ability, and she walked all through the night. Mm -hmm. And, you know, thankfully, she was near a freeway and could get picked up by by this couple who were were able to pick her up and and get her help. Um, So after she's treated in the hospital, she is able to give a description of Lawrence Singleton that is so detailed and so on the nose that, like, the sketch basically could have been a photograph of him. Oh, my um, it was actually Lawrence Singleton's neighbor, who was, like, a friend of his, who recognized Singleton off of the composite sketch and called the police and was like, this is my neighbor Larry. Like, oh. he, it, there was no doubt. Like, it was so on the nose. And she, she talks about, like, when it was happening, like, one of the things she was, like, telling herself, she was, like, remembering his face, mm-hmm. memorizing his face, like, what color eyes does he have? What does his nose look like? Like, what hair does he like? She is locking his face in her memory. Mm-hmm. And she clearly did it so well because literally the composite sketch was could have been a photograph of him. Right. Um, so, yeah, his neighbor calls the police. He's like, yeah, um, that's Larry. He's my neighbor. <laughs> Come get this, motherfucker. <laughs> um, so, Lawrence Singleton, he was arrested 10 days after the attack on Mary. Um, during his trial, he made up this fucking outrageous story. Like, he basically tried to claim that he was framed. So, what he said is that he had actually picked up Mary and the two other hitchhikers. Um, he said that Mary, like, he insinuated basically that she was a sex worker, that she was a prostitute. Um, she said that he willingly had sex with him and with one of the other male hitchhikers, but wouldn't have sex with the third man in the car, the other hitchhiker. 
Um, she said that after she refused to sleep with this other hitchhiker, um, he got angry and he forced Larry to pull the van over, during which he then took Mary, brutally raped her, and cut her arms off and left her for dead. And then, you know, got back to the van and told Larry to just fucking drive. So he's, yeah, he's completely passing the buck. He's like, it wasn't me. Like, I don't know who this guy was. Like, I didn't see anything happen. Like, he just told me he, like, cut her arms off, blah, 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 and told me to just drive and, like, leave it be. So he's completely making up a story about what happened. And Mary's like, that's not what fucking happened at all. <laughs> no. Um, he did later um, confess or, you know, in the trial, like, admit to cutting her arms off. And the reason he cut her arms off was so he could have her hands so she couldn't be ID'd through fingerprints. So, like, dental records are a thing, asshole. <laughs> like, so that was his goal. He took her arms because he intended to murder her. His intention was for her to die. Mm -hmm. And so he's like, I take her arms. I take the ability to ID her. If her body's found, like, they're not going to know who she is because she has no fingerprints. Um, Mary actually testified in court against him. Um, she wasn't, like, she was kind of turned to, like, look at the, um, like, her, the attorney and the prosecutor. So she didn't look at, she didn't have to look at him. Um, and she said, like, but after she, um, after she was done testifying and had to leave the courtroom, she would have to walk by him. Mm -hmm. And she said that when she walked by him, he whispered something to her. And what he whispered was, quote, if it's the last thing I do, I will finish the job. Oh. So she's like, I gotta get the fuck out of here. Mm -hmm. And like, imagine you're, you're Mary. Like, she's, what, 16 at this point? No, mm -hmm. not even maybe. She's probably still 15 going on 16. Mm -hmm. Um. And the man who just brutally raped you and hacked your fucking arms off and left you for dead in a ditch and said, I'm going to come back and finish the job. Like, she was probably out of her mind with fear. And like, she says it, that she was constantly afraid that he was going to come back for her. Um, so Lawrence Singleton, he ended up being convicted of rape, attempted murder, kidnapping, sodomy, oral copulation, Aggravated mayhem and the use of an axe to cause great bodily harm. Um, at this time in 1978, the maximum allowed by California law at the time for this conviction was 14 years in prison. Are you fucking kidding me? So he was sentenced to the maximum. He was sentenced to 14 years. Um, he ended up only serving eight before he was paroled for good behavior. <laughs> we have talked about this before, how I think... Attempted murder, murder is, is such a bullshit. fucking bullshit charge. He intended just you to literally just, just so happened to survive because she had the fucking wherewithal and the bad bitchery to survive this. You're being rewarded with a lesser sentence because you didn't. So you fully intended to murder this girl, and you, you get and a you lesser sentence. That. Yes, he said I cut her fucking arms off because but because I she lived. They couldn't hit him with a murder charge. So, sentenced to 14. And also, good behavior is such fucking bullshit. Like, for violent criminals, like, I don't care if you obey every corrections officer in that fucking... I don't care if you're on your knees sucking their dick in the bathroom, okay? <laughs> I don't give a fuck. 
literally do I don't care if you keep your cell clean. I don't care if you get along well with the other fucking prisoners. You cut somebody's arms off and left her for dead. In the middle of nowhere. You should in the middle of nowhere. And you should not be able to get out for good behavior. In eight years. In eight years. That's a fucking slap on the wrist. Mm -hmm. And this girl has to live with that for the rest of her life. Literally, for the rest of her fucking life. She has no fucking arms, bro. She has hooks. (laughs) (laughs) She has prosthetics. But yeah, you cut her fucking arms off. You have maimed her for life. Mm -hmm. Not only the mental trauma, but the physical trauma of it. Mm -hmm. Like, she had to go through, like... You know, rehab to learn how to use her prosthetics. Like, and in the seventies, this is yeah, like the tech, like it was nowhere near the technological advancements that we have today, where they have like bionic hands Mm -hmm. and stuff. Yeah, she like in both fifteen years old, Mm -hmm. and both of her arms are gone. She's got the rest of her life ahead of her, and she has to live with this now because of this fucking asshole. Yeah, so he gets out of prison after eight years. Um, they clearly all. Not even my opinion, but just, like, even the opinions of, like, his psychiatrists in prison, like, they should not have released him. Mm-hmm. Um, he had, like, a psyche valve shortly before he was released. Um, and the psychiatrist who evaluated him put in the report on, quote, because he is so out of touch with his hostility and anger, he remains an elevated threat to other safety inside and outside of prison. So they're like, he is a safety risk. You should not let this guy out. Mm-hmm. But they're like, but he keeps his cell really clean and he's good with other prisoners, so we're going to let him out. I mean, he would have gotten out in 14 years anyway, but, but it's better just than like, eight. right, like he didn't even, he didn't even serve the full fucking sentence. Um, so yeah, early he, 20s, he like, ends up getting paroled um, and this fucking douchebag, when he got out, he fucking tried to sue Mary. He brought a, he brought a lawsuit against her. You want to know why? Because he served in prison. Uh, because she said... That during everything, you know, he, he's like, you know, I kind of thought about it. And, you know, I've, I've come to the conclusion that this this didn't happen the way she's saying it happened. Like, I've, I've decided that. I've thought about it. I've recalled it. And she wasn't telling the truth about what happened. Um, she said that, again, she brandished that, like, yardstick at him. And she threatened to um, basically accuse him of raping her unless he, like, gave her money and, like, other shit. Um, so he filed the suit against Mary for, quote, forcible kidnap for the purposes of robbery. Um, thankfully, the judge who saw that was like, this is fucking bullshit. You're stupid. You're a jackass. Mm-hmm. And just threw the case. <laughs> um, so we're going to switch back to Mary a little bit. Um, after her attack, like, for a very good reason, she had a pretty tough time, like, adjusting to... Mm-hmm. You know, not only the, the mental trauma, but she literally has a physical reminder of this thing that happened to her that she's going to have to live with for the rest of her life. Mm-hmm. Um, she ended up becoming very depressed. Um, she was, like, homeless at times. At one point, she said she was living in an abandoned gas station. Hmm. Um, she said, like, her parents, like, she didn't really have the greatest relationship with her parents to begin with, right, you know, when this happened, she was hitchhiking because she had right. run away from home because she, you know, couldn't stand to be around her parents and, like, what they were going through at the time. Mm-hmm. And she kind of, like, describes, like, they didn't really know how to help her either. Mm-hmm. And they were less focused on, like, how the attack affected Mary mm-hmm. and, like, more focused on how they felt about what happened to Mary. 
So her parents weren't much help at all. And yeah, she was dealing with depression. She was um, she was homeless for a little while. Um, but her life really turned around in 1988 when she got married to um, her husband. They didn't have his name posted anywhere. I think just like for privacy reasons. Mm-hmm. But um, after they get married, like her, her life really starts to turn around. Um, at this point, too, she also has had a son. Not with the man that she married on, but she marries, she has a son, she marries her husband, and then she has another son with her mm-hmm. husband. And that's when she said, like, she felt like she had a reason to be alive. Mm-hmm. Like, she is married to a great man, she's got her two children, like, being a mother mm-hmm. gave her something that she felt like her life was worth living again for. Mm-hmm. So, you know, she she really was able to, to turn it around after she got married and after she had her sons. Um, <laughs> in the midst of all and of that. I know, just a meow. Oh, he's on the cat. Why are you yelling? The yells. Nah, we no. hear you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> he just wants attention. Come here, over here. He's just going to sit on the cat ladder and yell as he does. Oh my goodness! <laughs> Sorry, we're getting back into it. We just get sidetracked by Ralph. <laughs> Wonder if it's gonna pick that up or not. Okay. Um. All right. As for Lauren Singleton, when he got out of prison, he had a hard time finding like a place to live. Good. Because um, as a parolee, he basically like had to, um, get a like, I guess like not like approvals, but anywhere that like. If you have, like, a violent criminal moving into your community, like... You have to tell people. Exactly. Like, that will be disclosed. And there were, like... In California, there were, like, just towns after towns, communities after communities that were literally, like, he cannot fucking live here. Especially because the psychiatrist was, like, don't let him out. Literally. Don't let him out. Um, Yeah. So, they would petition the government and be, like, he can't fucking live here. Mm -hmm. We don't want him here. Mm -hmm. And that kept happening to him over and over and over and over again in California. Nobody wanted him. Um... Going back to his daughter, even she didn't want him. I wouldn't either. Fuck um, She actually, um, like, after this, she was interviewed, um, and she kind of describes, like, the fear that she had regarding her own father. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a long quote that I'm going to read. It says, quote, Six years into my father's sentence, I knew he was getting out early as an ideal inmate. In 1984, when I was 21... Three years prior to his proposed parole, I called the California prison where he was staying. I told whoever I talked to that I was afraid my father remained a threat to my safety and was in general still dangerous. So she's petitioning to keep him in fucking prison because even his own daughter knows that he is a threat to society. Right. She was like begging the California government basically like, is there any way that you can keep him in prison? Right. And they're like. Sorry, no, like, the max we could keep him is 14 years, because that's what he got sentenced to, but he's a great old prisoner, so he's coming out out early. Um, She also went so far as to change her last name and just completely move out of the state, Mm -hmm. and she told, like, anybody who she thought he might possibly contact, like, ask for her whereabouts, she told them, she's like, Tell, just tell him I skipped town. Tell him I just flaked off. You have no information for me. Because mm-hmm. um, I want nothing to do with this man. Yeah. Um, a few years later, he or she actually ended up, like, writing him a letter. Basically, 
being like, I want nothing to fucking do with you. You're not my father. I'm not your daughter. We have no relationship. Mm -hmm. So, like, to this day, you know, she doesn't associate associate with him, his last name, like, anything to do with him. Like, she won't, you know... Out I mean with, either. Right, understandably so. She does not want to associate with this man. You know, she basically says, like, I don't have a father. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. It is she, what it is. It, right, it is what it is. I don't have a father. Fuck that guy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, even his daughter knew, like, what a piece of fucking trash Lauren Singleton was. Like, Good. to the point where she, she tried to petition to keep him in prison longer. And they're like, mm, sorry, we can't do anything. Oh. We can't do anything about it. Sorry, um, sweetheart. <laughs> So, Lauren Singleton was actually originally from Florida, which, fucking Florida men. It's always Florida men. Um, so, he goes back to Florida. Um, he had a lot of siblings who were living in Florida. So, when he first moved there, he was living in his brother's home. And the people in the community who knew that he was moving in and they knew what he'd done, they were like, we don't fucking want him here. Mm. So, the brother's house, like, it often got, like, uh, vandalized. And there would be, like, people just from the community basically protesting outside of his brother's house, being like, Larry, get the fuck out of our community. Mm-hmm. Um, so eventually his brother was like, you gotta go. You gotta mm-hmm. get out. Like, we can't deal with this. Mm-hmm. Um, and Larry ended up moving into a home in Tampa, Florida that was previously owned by his family. So that's where he lives. You know, he moves to Tampa. He's in this house. Um mm-hmm. The, a few of, like, his interviews were... His interviews, oh, my God. His neighbors were interviewed. Mm-hmm. Um, and they they actually thought that Lauren Singleton was a very nice man. Of course they did. Um, they said he would, like, have... He would grill, and he would, like, offer them, like, steaks and, like, burgers and stuff. Overcompensating. Right, literally. Um, they said he kept his lawn really tidy. Um, because he, was, he didn't want to be kicked out. Because right. he been kicked out everywhere else. Again, like, the same idea, like, how I don't give a fuck if you keep your prison cell clean. Mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck if you keep, you keep your lawn nice and mowed. I don't and you care have if you some... offer me a steak or not. No, fuck I don't no, want that, That's bitch. probably what human steak. Is there drugs in here? <laughs> you trying to fucking knock me out? Literally. No. Some shit. Uh-uh. I don't trust it. So, um, they also said that, like, when they would speak to him, like, he was very, like, soft-spoken. He was very pleasant to speak to. Because he has to be now. Yeah, literally, he has to be. He's been kicked out of every other fucking place he's Mm -hmm. tried to live. He just moved across the country. Literally across the country. And even got, like, couldn't even say with his own, like, his own fucking brother kicked him out. Um, his, like, direct neighbor was quoted as saying, um, quote, I started to think that maybe he really was framed. Like, because they're, they're... You know, having that kind of discount, like, they've never known him before this, right? right? So they're just seeing, like, the farce he's putting on as mm. this new Larry living in Tampa, Florida. Right. So there's a there's a disconnect there, right? Like, they knew what the news story said. They knew, like, what was reported that he had done. But mm-hmm. it's like, they're, they can't see him as the kind of person that would do that. So, you know, they're like, you know, maybe he was telling bitch. the truth. Like, no. maybe he didn't do it. Um, so, yeah, there was there was a disconnect there. Like, his neighbors really liked him. They thought he was a good person. They said he was also always willing, like, if they needed, like, help with doing a job or if they, like, he was pretty handy. So he's he would, like, help them no out with shit. just, like, household chores and, like, fixes around the he house. He how like, to chop off arms. So yeah, literally. I know. He kept the fucking hatchet in the back of his van for cutting arms off. <laughs> so yeah they, they really liked him um they even actually um saved him from what was an apparent suicide attempt Let they it. said that they had found him in his van 
one day it was like just parked in his driveway and he had run a hose from the exhaust into the van and he was just sitting in his van. Let him. Um, so they, you know, pulled him out of the van, you know, saved him from this suicide attempt, um, which you will probably even more so agree with this after you find out what he does next. Probably tries to kill one of the neighbors. They should have fucking left him in that goddamn car. They should have let him kill himself. Mm -hmm. Um, Three weeks after this apparent suicide attempt, um, Lawrence Singleton was arrested for another brutal attack on a woman. Um, This was February of 1997. A man who had a contractor, he'd been doing some work on... He's like old as fuck by now. Uh... Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, like he was in like his seventies. Um, bro, so, can you calm down? <laughs> no, he can't. Clearly, um, so he was having some work done on like his carport that was attached to his house, and the contractor who was doing the work for him on this day, he was like, you know, out and about. He's like, oh, you know, I've I've still got some work left to do on the carport. Let me just swing by and I can, you know, finish up my job. I'm already mm-hmm. out here. I'm already in the area. This is not him. That's so. This what? Is, this is the contractor? That's the doing? contractor, yes. Yes. So the contractor is thinking, like, I'm in the area. I've still got some work to do on Larry's carport. Let me just go. I can be like, hey, I'm here. I'm just going to finish up what mm-hmm. I've got left to do. So he goes to Larry's house, and he said, like, he pulls in. He parks his car. He's going to enter the house, and he hears what he describes as a commotion coming from inside Singleton's home. Um, so the commotion that he heard was actually the sound of a woman's voice crying out for help and he describes like it was like garbled like she was like choking on something Mm. um so he is immediately like what the fuck Mm. um he ends up looking through a window where he sees Lawrence singleton completely naked in his living room choking punching and repeatedly stabbing a naked woman um and he's like what the fuck yeah. And so he goes and he immediately calls 911. He's like, y'all got to get the fuck over here right now. Um, the deputy who responded to this 911 call said, um, like when he got to the house, he just knocks on the door. Mm. And Larry Singleton answers the door naked and completely covered in blood. And the woman is just on his floor dead. Um, he's immediately arrested. They're like, put some fucking pants on and get in the goddamn cop car. (laughs) Um, The woman he had killed, she was identified as Roxanne Hayes. She was a 31-year-old sex worker and mother of three. Mm -hmm. Um, He's immediately again arrested for the murder of Roxanne Hayes. He is put on trial. And they ended up contacting Mary and flying her down to Florida so she could testify against him. Wow. And I'm sure she was Oh, she livid. absolutely. She she was like she says like when she first testified at her own trial like she didn't look at him. Mm-hmm. And she said when she testified at this trial she looked that motherfucker in the eyes mm-hmm. when she testified against him. Mm-hmm. She's like I wanted him to know that I am here and I'm going to put this motherfucker in jail mm-hmm. where he should have stayed. For what he did to her! (laughs) Like, what the fuck? So, um, Lawrence Singleton, he was convicted for the murder of Roxanne Hayes, and he was sentenced to death. Um, he actually ended up dying in 2001, not 
from being put to death on... Just from being old. He died of cancer. Good. He got cancer. Good. I hope it was fucking, like, dick cancer. I hope it was painful as fuck. I hope you and died I hope they didn't give you a shit for horrific, treatment. painful death. I hope you fucking rotted from the inside out. And also, for the people that let him out of prison, I hope they feel like shit. Mm-hmm. Because now somebody else Yes, died. somebody else. Like, even his fucking psychiatrist, like, how, what is the point of doing a psych eval if you're just gonna ignore it? If you're just, why, like, what's the point? Just don't do it. Like, why are you wasting your money? I just, I also kind of got to blame, like, the Calif- like the, the, the justice system in California because the judge, I mean, sentenced him to the max they possibly could. All they could give him was 14 years. But you let him out at eight. Yeah, I know. For good behavior. Clearly, it's Fuck a good behavior. I feel like a good behavior with, with crimes like that shouldn't fucking exist. Yeah, you should, if you commit a violent crime, if you cause this it's amount of bodily harm. Like somebody's. That was in fucking prison for selling drugs. Cool. Get out on good behavior. Right. Yeah. Like. Or like somebody who. 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 <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Stole a bike maybe or you just something. like robbed a bank or something, but you didn't hurt or, anybody. Right. Or like you, you stole, didn't hurt anybody. You like petty larceny. Right. Like Grand Theft Auto. You stole a couple cars, man, but nobody got hurt. If you, like somebody who has the capacity to enact that sort of violence against another human being, mm-hmm. they should never, ever, 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 ever be let out of prison ever again. They should fucking... You should throw them in a solitary confinement cell, let them fucking go insane, Mm -hmm. and kill themselves. And I bet those neighbors fucking regret it. Yes, oh my god. Like, the the next-door neighbor, like, after this, was, like, interviewed again, and he's like... He's like, I think to myself, like, should we have saved him that day? No, you shouldn't have. And the answer is no! (laughs) The answer to that is no. That's not a question. You should not have. That is not a question. You should not have saved him. You should have let him fucking kill himself. I it's just, what he deserved. I was just like, hmm. And I'm so glad he fucking got cancer. And I hope that it was painful. Because he died quick. Like, mm. he was convicted. He murdered Roxanne Hayes in 97. He was dead by 2001. Yeah. So that's what, four years? Yeah. So it took him fast. Yeah. So I hope it was horrific. I hope he suffered. Because um, he fucking deserves it. This man was a monster. Yep. Like, that's the only way to describe him. He was yep. a fucking monster. Um, so we're going to finish this up with going back to Mary and kind of talking a little bit about what Mary Vincent is up to now. Um, So (laughs) she obviously like her two sons are adults now. Um, they know her story. She went on to, she's actually an artist. Mm, So she, um, she's kept like her hook prosthetics just Mm. because she's learned to like live with them and it's Mm. what she she does best, so she um, she's an accomplished artist. She's also a advocate for victims of violent crimes. Um, her art typically often portrays powerful women on like as female action figures. Um, some of the women maybe like scantily clad, others fully clothed, but like mm. there's they give off that air of just being like self insured, like mm. assured and like ready to fight. Yeah, like she's making art of like bad bitch women. As a bad bitch <laughs> yeah. herself, yeah, those are her. the kinds of women she's depicting in her art. Um, she also figured out like ways by herself to improve her own prosthetics. Mm-hmm. Like she would kind of like tinker with them. Um, and like she figured out how to like better her range of motion and like make like the grip strength a little bit better. So she's mm-hmm. like used that to you know help her with her art because you know that's how she makes her living. She sells her art. Um, and just finishing off, like she was interviewed after. Lawrence Singleton died and she said that 
you know, while Singleton's death, it didn't grant her any of the peace that she hoped for. Um, but she said that the relief she saw wash over her son's faces when they learned that he was dead, it was good enough for her too. Mm-hmm. It was good enough, brought her peace to just see right. how relieved they were to mm-hmm. know that the person who did this to their mother was fucking dead. Mm-hmm. Good. So, fuck them. Yeah, I fuck mean, you, Larry. I mean, I fuck them. Fuck him. <laughs> I fuck know. him. Fuck them. Fuck the people who left them, as in the people who let his ass out of prison. Because no. um, <laughs> y'all fucked up. Literally, clearly, y'all fucked up. Yeah. Royally. Seriously. But Mary Vincent is, was... And always will be And that always bitch. will be that bitch. She took something absolutely horrific that happened to her and she turned it into a way to advocate not only for herself, but for other victims of violent crimes like the one she went through. So, she's living her life. She Where is she at now? Is she in California? Um, I think she... I actually don't know where she settled. Um, she She's kind of, like, shrunk back mm-hmm. from the limelight. Like, she... She kind of just wants to, like, live her life now. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, she... She went through it like it was a fucking media circus. She's got to be like 60 now. She, yeah, she was born in 63. Yeah. So, um, almost 60. Yeah, 59. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she was, she's, yeah, she's got her husband, she's got her sons. Like she just kind of wants to make her art and live her life, which mm-hmm. understandable because she yes, girl. went through it. She, she deserves to live the rest of her life peacefully mm-hmm. and undisturbed. Yes. Please don't talk. Yeah, <laughs> let Mary just let her have her peace. Let she, Mary just be Mary. She deserves it. Yeah, she she did that at fifteen. She certainly did. Let's that. like circle back to she did that at fifteen. Literally fifteen years old, and like, it just it like makes me think back to like what she said. Like, she didn't want to live for herself. She said. I need to live so he can't never do this yeah. to anybody else. And, and it's such a fucking shame because, because what did. happens, he does it to somebody Except else. Except for this time he's successful and kills a bitch. Right. Like, he should have should have been in prison for the rest of his life for what he did to Mary. But no, because she had the gal to survive. <laughs> so he, she survived. Oh, yeah, right. Like yes, he can't go to prison. I know. I just... I understand that, like, the judge was constrained to what the law said they were able to sentence him to, but... You really should have pushed that out for good behavior thing. Right. Like, there's no fucking way in hell I'd be like, you chop somebody's arms off. Yep. Good to go. Literally. I don't care. I've said it once and I'll say it again. (laughs) I don't care how good of a fucking prisoner you are. If you had the ability to do this sort of violence against another human being, you should never, ever, 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 ever be let out of a fucking jail cell again for the rest of your life. No. How about, let's make it even. Let me chop off your arms. Yeah, let me chop your fucking arms off. We'll go, we'll go, what was the, I don't even, what was it? Hammurabi's code, an eye for an eye, bitch, an arm for a fucking arm. How about after eight years you can get out for quote unquote good behavior if I can chop off your arms? Yeah, so, I'm gonna take the fucking I'm gonna take a hatchet. I'm gonna chop your fucking arms off, both bitch, of them. and I'm not knocking you out for it. Yeah, nope. She, she didn't have that. She didn't and also, that. let me throw you down a hill. Oh yeah, let me fucking toss your body down. Your first, I'm gonna fucking strip you naked. I'm gonna shove something up your ass. And if you can make it back up the hill, I will stay at the top and wait for you. If you can make it back up the hill and survive. You can, you can yeah, oh, and he's got to walk the same distance she did before he can get help. 
Then you can you can go. Then you're free to go. You're free to go. But I'm taking your arms first. <laughs> taking your fucking arms first. So you're gonna, good luck because you're gonna have to kill the next person with your feet. So. <laughs> you're gonna have to murder the next person with your fucking feet. <laughs> oh, yeah. And you're not allowed to have prosthetics because we hate you. Yeah, <laughs> dude. I have like so many just like feelings about this case. Like fuck yeah, Mary. Also fuck you, Larry Singleton. Fuck the people who let him out of prison. Literally. I'm going to also say, fuck the neighbors who kept him from killing himself. Literally. What the hell? Like, okay, if somebody moved into my neighborhood and I, like, fucking, like, Googled them and saw that they did this shit, I don't care how nice you are I'm, to Guess me. what? I'm going to be a pro at minding my fucking business. <laughs> I didn't see a damn Mind thing. my business Nothing. fucking I'm level 10,000. I took a nap. I, I'm asleep. I suddenly can't see. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I forgot. I uh, was blind. I have, I was overcome. I actually took my glasses, glasses off. <laughs> so I couldn't see. Like, didn't you get LASIK? No, I, I can't see. I actually took those off, too. <laughs> <laughs> I reversed the LASIK. <laughs> yeah, like, I actually just so happened, the wind blew really hard, and I was wearing, you know, a flowy shirt, and the shirt just happened to go over my eyeballs at the time. <laughs> I was blind. I'm blind and temporarily blind. <laughs> yeah, fuck it. I'll be like, I didn't see oh, shit. Oh, hello. Hi, Bobby. Do you want to finish out? Come here. Oh, um, okay, bye. I guess not. I was going to have him finish out finish out the episode. Ralph, hello. Wave a chip at him. Come here, buddy. Oh, yeah. Here he comes. You Ooh, fat fuck. Come on. All right. Come on. Come on. Finish. Come on. You're going you're gonna to have to pick him up. Pick him up. Get him. Get him. Get him. <laughs> All right. We're going to we're going to let Ralph finish out this episode. Any other thoughts on this case before we let Ralph take us home? Say something. Hello? Say it. Okay. Come on. There, there we go. go. <laughs> All right. Well, if you've made it this far, thank you so much for listening. I'm... Um, if you want more content, like photos from the case, if you want to see what cases are on the coming soon list, definitely give our Instagram a follow. It's at TSRH Podcast. Um, obviously on Instagram, like I just said. If you'd like to send us an email, it's TSRHpodcast at gmail.com. Um, and yeah, hope hope you enjoyed this episode. Another wild case. <laughs> I said <laughs> a nice lengthy tangent in the beginning. <laughs> I mean, it's... It's a would they thing. expect anything less from us at this point? We're on the third episode of doing this together. They should just expect it at this point. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for listening. Um, we'll have another super fun survival case for you guys next episode. We're going to get some, you know, palate cleansers in there. <laughs> even though, I mean, they're still brutal, but at least these people lived. Yes. It might have been tragic, but at least they're alive. At least they survived. Well, Mary survived, but, you know, poor Roxanne Hayes did not uh, survive yeah. in this case. But... And we'll have another... But at least Larry died. Yeah, but at least Larry died. So we're going to leave that off on a high note. At least this motherfucker is dead. Yes. All right. Well, thanks so much for listening. And we'll see you in the next one. Bye. Bye.